Hello, lovelies, and welcome back to my parlour. I am Virginia Waits, and I invite you to join me for this episode's deliciously naughty paranormal tale. This week, the manor is taking a very short mid-season break, but never fear. Lucy and all her friends will be back next week. And I have a delightful story from my alter ego, Natasha Duncan Drake, for you today. It has vampires and sensual, sexy times, so all the lovely parts. This naughty excerpt is from Natasha's series, Soul Reader and is from the first book, Forgotten Soul. The even better news is, this book is available free from online retailers in ebook form, as well as being part of the paperback of the first three books in the series. Search for Soul Reader Natasha at your favourite retailer, and up it will pop. A little background before we jump into the good bit. John used to be an actor, but now he acts as a vampire blood donor, trained to please vampires and addicted to their bite. Modern vampires use donors because to kill randomly would be too noticeable, rather than any altruistic motives. John has been hired by the household of Lisa, Nikolai and Michael for the evening. Lisa and Nikolai are just what he has come to expect of vampires, self-centred and arrogant. But there is something different about Michael, something intriguing. Sit back, relax, and I shall begin. Michael left John alone, and he efficiently stripped off, folding his clothes and putting them in his bag as he pulled out his other supplies. He had prepared for all eventualities before leaving home, but it was part of his role to be completely spotless, and London travel did not allow for that. Sliding back the door of the shower, he turned on the water before going back to his things to pick up what he needed as the water warmed up. When he stepped under the spray, it was beautifully hot, just what he had been hoping for. He stood there for a while, just enjoying the jets of water on his body, allowing them to loosen any muscles that had tightened thanks to his journey. When the shower door opened again, it pushed him out of his reverie, but he did not stiffen or turn. Hello, he said, slipping straight back into character. Do you mind? 
It wasn't much of a surprise to hear Michael's voice. I came back to bring you a towel, and I couldn't resist. Only now did he look over his shoulder. Of course not, he said with a smile. He did not bother to point out if Michael wanted him dancing the tango naked in the hallway. It was all part of the service. Usually his clients were much more demanding. Taking his reply as an invitation, Michael stepped all the way into the shower, and John moved forward a little to make room. May I help? his companion asked. John just handed the other man the shower gel and let his tongue dance over his lips as he watched to see what Michael would do. It wasn't the first time he had taken a shower with a client, but Michael's hands were surprisingly gentle when they came into contact with his body. Long fingers slicked with suds ran over his skin and made goosebumps rise over his flesh. The way Michael began to wash him was so nice, in fact, that for a little while he almost forgot why he was there. How old are you? The question just popped out of his mouth as Michael's arms wound round him, spreading lather up his chest. Of course he realised his mistake instantly. Rule number one, never ask a client personal questions. But Michael laughed and didn't seem to mind. Am I that obvious? Michael asked, pressing in close behind him and giving him first-hand knowledge of why Michael had mentioned sex. It depends what you mean by obvious, he replied, as Michael's erection slid against his ass. Lisa keeps telling me I need to mature, not that I'm sure what she means. I'm seventy-four, but she looks at me as if I'm twenty most of the time. John didn't voice his surprise, but he would have guessed Michael was younger than that. Michael didn't act seventy-four, and, of course, Michael would never appear his age. You don't look a day over thirty, John joked back rather than commenting. It's all in the blood, Michael replied, and wrapped a hand around John's cock, making him gasp. It was a little bit of a shock to discover that he was already hard as nimble fingers took hold of him. He was quite capable of making himself aroused when the need came up, but it seemed his body was already reacting to Michael. It was yet another moment to add to the growing catalogue of the unusual about this job. "'What do you do?' he asked mostly to distract himself from quite how much he was enjoying Michael's hand. Since Michael didn't seem to mind answering questions, John wanted to learn as much as he could. Knowledge was always useful. I'm a writer, was the reply as Michael nuzzled his neck. My first love. I'm in negotiations to put on a play just off the West End. That's why we moved to London. Well, that and Nick was bored. John almost laughed, but managed to catch himself, letting his thoughts sink into the feeling of Michael's hands on his body. 
It wasn't often he allowed himself the luxury of pleasure when on the job. It could be distracting. But Michael really did have a wonderful touch. Have you always been... The question caught him completely off guard. You mean, did I have a life before I was kidnapped and trained to be a vampire whore? The words were out before he could stop them, and in his native accent as well. He felt Michael completely still behind him. Inside his head he cursed. He wasn't really sure where the bitterness had suddenly erupted from. He had come to terms with his position a long time ago, but clearly he had allowed his defences to drop too much. Sorry, he apologised, English upper-class accent back in place and mask back on. I shouldn't have said that. You appear to have an unsettling effect on my natural calm. To answer your question, I was an actor. Up and coming, but a pretty good one, even if I do say so myself. Michael still wasn't moving, either away or back to what they had been doing. John wasn't sure what to do. Pissing off the clients was a definite no-no. You were kidnapped? John swore under his breath. You're not even English, are you? Scottish, he replied, praying that he could salvage the situation. He turned in Michael's arms and gave the man his best smile. Look, he said. The time for dramatics is long past, darling. I'm as addicted as you, and we both know it. So how about we forget I have a stupid mouth and I put it to better use? He went to sink to his knees, but Michael stopped him. You don't have to, Michael said. Apparently the universe was refusing to give him a break, and it was just getting worse. I wasn't lying about the sex. He decided to be blunt and so used his real accent. Once you've been with a vampire, humans just don't cut it. You're attractive and you seem to give a shit, which gives you two pluses. You need blood, your housemates need blood, so we might as well enjoy the rest of it as well. Just tell me what you want and I can make us both happy. For a moment, Michael hesitated but then John found himself being pulled close. How about you let me take care of you and we'll see how it goes from there, was Michael's counter-suggestion. I'm all yours, John replied, and any other words he might have come up with were shut off as Michael's mouth clamped to his. Kissing wasn't something he was often overly fond of, it tended to be sloppy and not as pleasant as the person kissing him often thought it was. But Michael, as it turned out, was a fantastic kisser. John was quite used to being claimed. Vampires like to dominate, and yet, somehow, Michael possessed his mouth in a way that made him want more. The kiss drew a moan out of him, not a fake one he thought his client wanted to hear, but a real one. All the passion his hasty words had killed came flooding back. That well-trained voice in the back of his mind was telling him that he should be doing something, 
that he needed to be pleasing Michael even if Michael wasn't asking for it. It was quite loud, but Michael seemed to make it impossible. John was following, not leading, not even pretending to follow while actually leading, which he was usually quite good at. Michael seemed to know how this should go, and John was along for the ride. God, you're beautiful, Michael whispered to him, breaking the kiss and pulling their bodies into line. I haven't reacted to anyone like this in years. John opened his mouth to reply, but gasped instead as Michael nibbled his neck. I can almost taste you already. Michael moaned into his ear. He felt himself tremble as the need welled up in him. This was an automatic response, one he hated and yet craved. The bite of a vampire was as addictive as any drug, and his body was five years into the addiction. For a brief second he would have done anything to have Michael bite down on his flesh, but he managed to push it away. He would not beg. Sex first, Michael told him, seeming to read his reaction. Then we both get what we need. The words were understanding, not degrading, and for an instant he almost believed Michael saw them as equals. Many of his clients had used his addiction against him playing games with him as if they were somehow superior. But not Michael. At least, not yet. John let Michael wash him, giving up trying to reciprocate after the third time Michael pushed his hands away. If the vampire wanted to lay attention on his skin, he was happy to let Michael do whatever he felt like. However, he did have to grab for the railing on the shower wall when Michael decided to use soap-lubricated fingers to open him up. Even having prepared earlier, he had tightened up somewhat and Michael had long, nimble fingers. Taking two at once without any warning had him panting. Fuck, he said as Michael massaged into him. Not quite yet, Michael said with a laugh. Lisa would kill me if I had you where she couldn't see. She likes to watch, he asked, trying to distract himself from his traitorous body. They both do, Michael told him, working his ass with one hand and taking his cock in the other. They won't join in, not tonight. They're not in the mood for it. But they'll enjoy watching. John moaned as Michael brushed past his prostate and pumped him firmly as well. If the whole of London had walked in to watch at that moment, he probably wouldn't have noticed. If I make you come now, will you be up for round two? Michael asked, lips brushing his ear. I'd like to see you come just for me. That admission sent shots of arousal all over his body. Yeah, he said, bracing his other hand on the glass wall of the shower. 
That was one of the advantages of his association with vampires. He was 32, but he looked and physically reacted like he was 22. He could go all night if the client requested it. Thank fuck, Michael said and began to pump him harder. John came embarrassingly quickly, and Michael kept going, those clever hands moving until John's legs had gone weak and there were spots in front of his eyes. It was bloody marvellous, and for once, John just let himself enjoy the rewards of his body. Now you smell even better, Michael said, bringing up the hand that had been pumping John's cock, avoiding the water and then licking his fingers. John couldn't stop looking, and Michael gave him a long, slow smile. I'm glad I said yes to sex, he said and smiled back. It was even the truth. That turned Michael's smile into a grin. Time to wash off, the vampire said and pulled him under the spray properly. John laughed and almost inhaled water, but it was worth it as he grabbed one of the dials on the shower controls and just turned it. The downward spray became jets from at least four directions, and one of them got Michael right in the face. Now you asked for it, Michael said, and laughing along with him, grabbed the removable separate showerhead and turned it on. John screamed like a girl when the cold water hit him. He fought back without even thinking about it, but his attack with Showerdale was ill-conceived, and Michael had him locked in strong arms before he could really start the offensive. When Michael kissed him again, the fun dropped away as the passion rose once more, and he surrendered all over again. With some fumbling, they managed to turn off all the water and fell out of the shower, still kissing. They were dripping all over the floor, but Michael didn't seem to care. John had to admit to himself he was kind of disappointed when they finally did break apart. Michael pulled a towel from the rail and draped it around him, stepping close again and making John look at him. If I could, I'd take you to my room, Michael told him, rubbing his hair for him with the corner of the towel. I'd keep you all to myself. For a fleeting moment, John wished that were possible. Are you ready for this? Michael asked in little more than a whisper. It was sweet, really. Michael seemed honestly concerned for him. He gave the vampire a small smile for the effort. Of course, he said, reaching up and running a hand down Michael's face. But thank you. After his admission, their little tableau held for a few seconds until Michael nodded, accepting it. Finally, Michael turned away, picking up the other towel and began to dry himself off. John took that as his cue to get back to work and efficiently removed most of the moisture from his body. Then he bent down and pulled the tube of lube out of his bag. 
Michael watched him, but did nothing to indicate interest in further contact, so John lubed himself up quickly and with purpose, rather than as a display. He was surprised when Michael offered him his hand once he was done, but took it anyway. Then the vampire led him through the door to the master bedroom, where he was faced with Lisa and Nikolai sitting on the bed looking at him. Both of the other vampires were still dressed, and they were sitting demurely on either side of the bed, only their hands touching. Yet there was an intensity to their gazes which made his skin prickle. Why he was there hit him full force, because their hunger was an almost tangible thing. We will have to send to the agency a bonus, Lisa said, smiling at him as she all but ate him with her eyes. This was the kind of vampire he was used to, all selfish want and hunger. Somehow it made him feel more balanced. He knew how to deal with this. Give us a show, Mikhail, Nikolai said and John looked back at the vampire holding his hand. Not being much of an exhibitionist, John focused his whole attention on Michael. He let the vampire push him onto the bed and arrange him on his back, legs spread. If he was being truthful, he expected Michael to push his knees further up and apart and just take him there and then. So when Michael climbed onto the bed between his legs... But bent down and started licking at one nipple instead, he was surprised. He didn't even have time to think about what he should have been doing. He just arched up as Michael drew yet another real moan out of him. Oh, pretty, he's so responsive. Lisa's voice dented his enjoyment a little. Play him for us, Michael. Make the little one sing. The professional corner of his mind noted the client's request and planned to employ his acting skills. But as soon as Michael's lips touched his skin, he didn't need to. It really was as if he was an instrument and Michael was the musician as the vampire continued to touch him. If the universe had been running correctly, Michael should have been an incubus, not a vampire. Michael had the magic touch, and it seemed to be all over John's body. By the time Michael swallowed his rapidly hardening cock, John's skin was singing, and so was he. He was glad that all that was required of him were moans and groans, because there was no way he could have kept up the fake accent with everything that Michael was doing to him. When slick fingers were pushed into him again, he was reduced to gasps. It took everything he had not to come down Michael's throat. He was so very close to the edge and it was all real, no acting involved. Holding off was the most wonderful torture. It was only an iron will that let him do it. Please, he finally begged after what seemed like an eternity. 
Michael, sweetie, I think you're breaking him, Lisa said, sounding as amused as ever. Can't have that, Michael said after pulling off and smiling down at him, all teeth. On your hands and knees, John, and look at Lisa and Nick so they can see you come undone. There's a good boy. It was then that John realised Michael was playing a role, just like he was. There was passion and desire in the eyes that looked at him, but something else as well, something much more calculated. It helped John remember who he was and what he was doing. He smiled back, one of his practised smiles, and did as he was asked. He was just about comfortable when Michael took hold of his hips and pushed in with one long stroke. He felt his eyes open with shock, and he could barely focus on the two vampires sitting at the head of the bed watching him. Oh, fuck, he said as his ass screamed at the abuse and his cock throbbed mercilessly not on the same page as his brain about the whole acting thing, apparently. Michael was big. All of Michael at the same time made him gasp and claw his fingers into the sheets. Thankfully, Michael did not start to move immediately, giving him time to adjust to being so full. But the vampire did something else equally as mind-blowing. He felt a sharp nail run along his back and he shuddered, knowing Michael had drawn blood. When the vampire leant forward, curling over him and licked along the stripe of the scratch, John could barely breathe. The connection that occurred between vampire and human when a vampire fed flared through him during the brief contact and he almost face-planted into the bed. It was such a strong reaction that the noise he made was completely incoherent, somewhere between a moan and a cry. I want to taste him. The words were edged with a hard Russian accent, which could only have been Nikolai. John didn't want that, not yet, even though his whole body trembled at the thought. He wanted Michael. The want was so hot, so pure, that for a moment he forgot who was paying whom. Not yet, Lisa said, saving him for a while. Let Michael disarm him completely. The fact was, Michael had already disarmed him. He hadn't been so undone by a client since his first outing. Something about Michael fed right into his hindbrain and circumvented all his trained responses. As Michael began to move inside him, all he wanted to do was spread his legs and come. It was so hard not to beg. In fact, he only lasted a few minutes before words began to fall from his lips, words he had never given to another lover, not meant them. Fuck him hard, Mikhail, Nikolai said with a laugh. John had never liked being watched, not like this.
but he was so far gone it made no difference. His body loved what was happening and his brain was only along for the ride. When Michael flipped him over onto his back again, he just sprawled and this time Michael did lift his legs and push right back in. The angle had him whining in the back of his throat as Michael pounded into him, all carefully controlled power and grace. His eyes met the vampire's and Michael's irises glowed. There was no illusion now, no pretense. Michael was no human being. He was a creature of legend and John surrendered to that power. After what could have been seconds or minutes, he felt hands take his arms, spreading them cross-like on the bed. But he only looked at Michael. As fangs broke the skin on both his wrists, his body flooded with the high that only came from vampire bites. But he whimpered and refused to give in. Michael pushed into him one last time, coming deep inside him, but still John held on. One of his legs fell back to the bed as Michael released it. The other was pushed further to the side, and John kept his eyes firmly on Michael's face as the vampire lowered himself onto the bed. Michael kissed the inside of his leg first in an almost reverent gesture. He whimpered again. He wanted, he needed, and when Michael's fangs dug into the soft flesh of his thigh, he keened. The connection flared, his high peaked, and he came all at the same time. For some time, everything disappeared in a haze of endorphins and so much pleasure that he wanted to surrender completely. He wanted the vampires to suck him dry, wanted it like air, but that was why he was trained. Finally that training kicked in and his mind swam towards reality. John gathered his will, pulling his sense of self back into his body and sent out the mental command to stop. Moans came from all three of the vampires, but he felt them withdraw their fangs one at a time. Very few humans could take three and come out alive at the other end. The pleasure was too great, but John was an expert. He was also something much more. As his clients pulled away from him, he opened his mind and sent out a psychic blast. All three vampires slumped in place, exactly where they were. And there we reach the end of today's excerpt. If you would like to find out what John has done, how he was able to do it, and why, pick up your copy of Forgotten Soul by Natasha Duncan Drake for free from your favourite retailer. Then enjoy the next two books in the series as well. I do hope you enjoyed meeting John and Michael. I find them very stimulating. Thank you so much for joining me this week, and 
Don't forget to subscribe so you never miss a naughty update. See you again next week when we will be back at the manor to find out what Lucy, Josh and everyone else are up to now. Until then, lovelies, be safe. Music from filmmusic.io Moonlight Hall by Kevin MacLeod Incomtech.com License CC by creativecommons.org